and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yes, hello and welcome to the Smackdown review. A little bit later than I anticipated this was meant to go out over the weekend, but unfortunately wasn't feeling the best over the weekend, so better late than never, I guess. Um, I hope you've all had a good weekend. <clears throat> and I apologise if I start coughing halfway through this i'll do my best not to but let's get straight to the review shall we smackdown starts by replaying everything that happened last week with the Sami Zayn kevin owens match and we cut to backstage where the bloodline arrive in their cars um sammy shakes hands with you so's Goes to this bump with Roman, who just completely blanks him. Uh, he is not happy. And then our first match was Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus the Viking Raiders in the tag tournament thing, <clears throat> which up until this point we hadn't seen any brackets for. Uh, the Vikings attack from behind right as the bell goes, the fight falls to the floor Sheamus drives Eric into the barricade uh, he does 7 of the 10 beats of the Baldron to Ivar but Eric breaks it up Eric then gets 15 of them uh, the Vikings do get on top though just before a break as Ivar launches himself with a cross body to Sheamus into the barricade after the break Sheamus is being worn down uh, Drew's on the apron looking pissed Irish Curse Backbreaker gives Sheamus an opening for Drew to get the hot tag. Runs wild, blasts Ivor with a shoulder tackle and a belly-to-belly -belly throw to Eric. Uh, neck breakers for both. <coughs> Huge Mitch Noku driver on Ivar. Got a two count. Uh, Ivor, though, countered Drew with that sit-down thing in the corner that he does. Massive clothesline got him a two count. Drew cut Ivar off on the top turnbuckle, but Eric breaks it all up. Uh, Sheamus comes back in and delivers white noise to him. Drew does a sit-up in the corner and throws Ivar off the top. Uh, we come back from another break and Ivar's in f full control of Drew. Drew comes back, though, with a big clothesline and hits Future Shock DDT. He sets up for the Claymore, but instead gets nailed by a spin kick from Ivar right in the face. Uh, Sheamus and Eric get tagged in, and Sheamus hits a scoop slam. He sets up for a bro kick, but Valhalla at this point causes a distraction on the apron. There's a big exploder suplex from Eric. Uh, Ivar then goes to the top rope to hit his big splash, but Sheamus kicks out at two. Ivar goes for a springboard clothesline, but gets nailed by a 
Knee by Seamus. Uh, Drew Claymore's Eric. Shamer blasts Ivar with the bro kick and they pick up the win. I thought it was a great opening match. Really hard hitting. I think Drew and Seamus, for me, are favourites to win the tournament. Which would be cool to see them get another shot at the title. I do think they eventually split though and we get a match between them at Mania. But I do hope it's Drew that turns on Sheamus. I kind of feel like that's the way that they should go. Good to see the Viking Raiders getting some decent ring time as well. Uh, I thought they looked good. Not really sure where they go from here though. After being built up as these dominant, uh, dangerous tag teams. Just with this loss, sort of lost their aura a little bit, if there were was any beforehand. Uh, we cut backstage then to Sami Zayn. Asking Roman Reigns what's up, basically. And it feels like you're a bit off of me. Roman says he saw how Sammy looked last week, so he wants Sammy to tell the truth of how he feels. <clears throat> Sammy tells him that, yeah, he feels like Roman entrusted him to do a job last week against Kevin Owens, but the Uso spoiled it. He didn't know what was going on. Roman tells Sammy to get out of his office. He asks why he needs to run a game, past, game plan past the honorary Uso. Um, go get your own bloodline, stop using mine. Um, and he gets Paul Heyman to remove him. Great. And it turns up that anxiety level as well for the eventual turn. Whichever way, I'm not 100% it's going to be Roman turning on Sammy, but I'm so intrigued. Like I say every week, like everyone says, this is the best storyline that WWE have probably ever done maybe or it's close to it anyway uh, Raquel Rodriguez then declares herself for the Royal Rumble that's good really because there's hardly anyone in that women's Royal Rumble and LA Knight comes to the ring cuts a promo I was going to do a, an impression of him then but I chickened out at the last minute uh says can someone help Bray Wyatt work out who he is one week he isn't Uncle Howdy and then the next I am him he's the guy that is going to make Bray Wyatt question whether he should have ever come back because it's LA Knight's game I just love him so much I know there's more to that but I love LA Knight I know some people think he's sort of copying The Rock. I don't believe he is. I think it's just a coincidence. I love him. And then he was in a match against someone called Brent Jones, was it? Ren Jones? I don't know. Someone Jones. Doesn't matter. As soon as they lock up the upside down B thing, Bray Wyatt shows up on screen. The lights flicker. This allows Jones to throw some strikes, but he gets nailed with a clothesline from Knight. He then hits the BFT, wins the match in probably under a minute. But then we get the return of the Firefly Funhouse. 
Um, I have, I really have no idea how I feel about this. I don't know whether I like it or not. And I think it's because of how the fiend was treated beforehand. I assume that's what this is all going to lead to. It's going to be the fiend in that pitch black match. I do know that I cannot wait for the pitch black match. See what it actually looks like at the Rumble. Um, not going to sit here and say it's going to be a great match, but it's going to be different. And nothing wrong with different in pro wrestling. Hit Row versus Los Safarios was up next in the tag team tournament. Uh, Los Safarios double team a shanty until uh, he pulls the hair of Angel. Top Dollar tags in and smashes Angel with chops on the commentary table while running his mouth at Michael Cole for taking the piss. Humberto tags in and goes for a springboard sunset flip and an insecurity on Ashante. Lefarios do an assisted drop kick on Top Dollar, sending him to the floor. Double suicide dive as Humberto's getting back in the ring. B-Fab grabs his ankle, Ashanti then rolls him up. And Hit Row win. Uh, because Hit Row, or more exact, Top Dollar was in this match, it was crap. Um, I like the Lotharios, <clears throat> but for me, they may as well get sent down to NXT for a bit because they're going nowhere on this main roster. It's a shame because they're really talented, but go down to NXT, get a bit of time in the ring. I think, come back up again. The um, One shining light from Hit Row winning this is the fact that we may see Top Dollar getting his head kicked off with a Claymore or a Bro Kick. So I'm okay with that. I kind of feel harsh for saying it because I do actually quite like Ashanti. I think there is something in there. But yeah, I see nothing in Top Dollar, I'm afraid. We then get the replay of the great Cody Rhodes video where he declares himself for the Rumble and we see him building himself back up to get back in that ring. Braun Strowman declares himself for the Rumble as well. And then we get Charlotte Flair make her way to the ring to very little reaction, in my opinion. Uh, she calls out Sonya Deville. Sonya trashes the fans and goes on about deserving a title shot. So the person that loses all the time gets a title shot. I don't know. She calls herself a star. Uh, Charlotte asks, why do you think you're owed a title shot over the rest of the women in the back? I agree. Why? Uh, you had your title match and you tapped out. She says you fo should focus on the rumble, but we can fight right now if you want. Sonya says, uh, no, because there's nothing in it for her. But she will if Charlotte puts her title on the line. Adam Pearce then comes out. Shouting, that's enough. So Sonya nails Charlotte in the back and leaves. Again, I thought this was rubbish. And i got to be honest, the star power has completely fallen from Charlotte Flair big time. Um, I know she can get it back because she's great when she's great. It's going to take a while, I think. Right now, every week we see her, 
not getting glimpses of the great Charlotte Flair, you know, one of the best female wrestlers of the past, I don't know, however long. Just not seeing it at the moment. It does make you question whether she's lost the love of it. Um, who knows? Roman Reigns is then in the back complaining to Paul Heyman about Sami Zayn. Heyman says he never liked Sami from day one, but maybe it's better to have Sami on their side. I think how he put it was, better to have him pissing out of the castle than pissing in. <laughs> uh, yeah, got a point there. So. <clears throat> uh, we didn't get another Lacey Evans video. I actually think they're doing a pretty commendable job, really, to try and rebuild her with these videos. I hope they don't ruin her again, because I think there's a lot of talent in Lacey Evans. Um, unfortunately, Vince completely ruined her and almost ruined her career last time she came back. Hopefully they get this right, um, but we'll see. Then it was time for Butch and Ridge Holland versus Imperium in the tag team tournament. <clears throat> uh, Vinci and Ridge started off the match. There's a massive hip top in there by Ridge Holland. Butch and Kaiser come in and Kaiser does his reverse slam thing. Uh, Butch comes back though. He gets slowed down by double teams uh, before a break. When we come back, Ridge gets the hot tag and delivers big clotheslines. Corner splashes and running power slams. He then delivers a double backdrop to both members of Imperium. Butch gets tagged in and he does a moonsault off the apron. Vinci, though, sends Ridge into the steel steps. Butch locks Kaiser in an ankle lock in, and then transitions into an arm bar. But Vinci manages to get tagged in and does this double springboard moonsault onto Butch. I can't believe that that gets no reaction from these WWE fans either. They should be jumping out of their seats for a move like that, which is so awesome. Maybe they've all had the fun sucked out of them through the past decade or more of the Vince McMahon booking but and the uh, boring WWE way. They set up for a, an Imperial Bomb, but Ridge pushes Kaiser off the top rope. Butch nearly wins with a roll-up. Uh, Torno DDT also gets a two count. Ridge and Kaiser tag back in and a headbutt and a belly-to-belly -belly by Ridge. Butch gets taken out with a brainbuster on the floor, which leaves leaves Ridge all alone. He gets Imperial bombed and Imperium win the match go on in this tournament. I thought this was very good. Uh, as it always seems to be when these guys all get together, Imperium are just silky smooth as a tag team. Really impressed with them. And I don't think it will be long until they're holding tag team gold. Not saying they'll win this tournament. I don't think they will, but at some point they will be champions, I think. Uh, Butch and Ridge Holland are one of those teams that you kind of forget about, but every time you see them, they give you something. I like this a lot. We then see Sami Zayn backstage looking all dejected. Uh, Paul Heyman walks up to him. 
tells him that Roman wants to see him. Uh, we cut to Shayna Baszler, who declares herself in the Rumble. Karrion Cross and Scarlett cut a backstage promo about his match next week with Rey Mysterio. He also declares for the Rumble. And then we get Legado del Fantasma versus Maximum Male Models. This is also in the tournament. Um, Selena Vega is on commentary. Uh, she announced herself in the Rumble as well. In the ring, the models dump Legado to the outside and fake a dive to the outside, but strike a pose instead. Legado come back, both do dives to the outside. A double suplex to Mansoor got a two count. There was a step-up DDT by Wild, a bullet drop kick by Cruz, and they hit their finisher on Mansoir to win the match. Gotta be honest, this was out of rubbish. Other than that pose that actually popped me, I found quite funny. Unfortunately, though, as much as I, I love them, uh, the male models as a just a bunch of goobers, Marseille cannot wrestle, and Mansoor is really struggling right now. Uh, it's a shame. Legado are great though, but weren't really able to show what they can do here at all. Uh, at least it's them going through. <clears throat> we then head back to Roman Reigns' locker room, and he says to Sammy that there's no secret he has a temper, but that's why he has the wise man with him. And he pointed out he was he wasn't hearing Sammy. All he wanted was communication, right? Because He's like him. Roman says sometimes he expects the same love and loyalty that he shows everyone. Sammy says, no, don't say that. We all love you and no matter what it is, he will put the family first and do whatever it is he wants him to do. Roman tells him to find the Usos, get the cars ready, call the pilot to make sure the private jet's ready. He and Solo are going to go and sign these contracts and as soon as that's done, they're getting out of there. They fist bump, and Sammy walks off looking like a dog with two dicks. Uh, that's happy for the American listeners who have no idea what I just said. Great again. I don't know what more I can say about this story. Each and every week, it's so well acted. You know, the the little reactions Paul Heyman's doing in the background, incredible. The faces of Roman and Sammy, just ah, oh, so good. <clears throat> it was in time for the contract signing. Uh, Roman Reigns made his way out first. Uh, took his time, sat down, and then in in an awesome shock, I thought. Kevin Owens came from the crowd. He took out Roman and Solo Sokoa. The Usos try to help, but Owens take them out as well as super kicks. He comes back in the ring. He hits Roman with a pop-up powerbomb through the table before signing the contract. Sami Zayn then ran out, but he was way too late. Owens just smiled at him, chucked in the contract, and left through the crowd. This was just... So good, uh, completely different to any other contract signing that I've seen. Uh, 
I'm all in on this match at the Rumble, even though Roman will obviously win the match. But the story has just been so well told throughout all of this for how many months. <clears throat> it is the best storyline that WWE have done in years. Was it enough to call it a good show? In my eyes, it absolutely was. I thought I loved SmackDown this week. Even though the matches weren't great, didn't get a women's match, but the whole story thread all the way through it was great. Um, I just wish Raw was two hours. I know I say that every week. It's just better to leave people wanting more than just throwing rubbish at, at them as filler or just for content. I know it's never going to happen, but we can all wish, I guess. But that is your SmackDown review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. I am at Adam Chalk 8 on there. I'll be back tomorrow with the Raw review. And it will be an AW review out pretty soon. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next time. <laughs>